Sorry. Oh. Wait. Hello. Hello. I'm, there's I'm only so, two of us. I'm so much used to the low. <laughs> the low. Okay, so you start. Hello. 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 Well, you can't do it when there's only oh, two yeah, of us because then you gotta stay. <laughs> How about we just say it in unison? Hi. Hi. I'm Lane. I'm Wes. It's just our casual, casual mom this morning with you. Casual mom. Mom short for moment. Mom short for moment. Moments. There will be uh, many in the forward in the coming seconds and minutes that I'm excited for. Welcome to Uncharted Us. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's the name of our podcast. Uncharted because we're uh, stepping into new territory here in our lives. Mm-hmm. And in this podcast where we don't really prep very much. Yeah. Partially because we don't want to. Partially because yep. we don't need to. Yeah. And I kind of just want to also talk to you. Uncharted is, it's like the unfolding of what we become, where we are, when we take every step. I think also there's no, you know, how-to guide or step-by-step thing that we need to try to find, I think. I think TikTok has, has pushed me into this constantly finding the the self-help tidbit or mm-hmm. spiritual affirmation that's going to help me or, you know, and so it doesn't always have to be like, do it this way and you'll find your treasure. Yeah. I'm trying to focus on truthfulness. Mm. I don't want to just talk just to say words. Yeah. Um, But I also want to not okay i listened to the last podcast yeah and i was i mean i'm very happy with it because it was from a truthful place but Mm -hmm. i want to speak louder (laughs) and i'm having a hard time doing that while also trying to stay in a very like truthful genuine place because as soon as i start to talk a little bit louder and like enunciate that brings me into like a personality of like a different Mm -hmm. person which isn't a different person it's just like a different face of me but i'm almost resisting that that kind of um performance but maybe like how much of that performance is me like how much is allowed to come out like i was just listening to we made it weird when i was just packing up my orders and i was like just the way that pete holmes pete holmes talks Mm -hmm. is is a performance just by the way that he is as a person yeah and um not that I was comparing myself to him or them, but I was almost being inspired, being like, oh, they can talk about really um, soft, gooey, beautiful, amazing things, but they don't have to whisper about them. Yeah. <laughs> and they can like make fart yeah. jokes in the middle of it. Yeah. And that's kind of like, mm. I don't know, I think they're doing something that, and this is the second time I referenced their podcast on our podcast, but I think they're doing something that like, I didn't know it was allowed because mm-hmm. all the podcasts that I had ever listened to was comedy. It was like cynical. It was like, like, you know, we're trying to escape from the everyday doom and gloom versus yeah. something that feels a lot more like genuine and truthful, which is like talking about what they want to talk about uh, from a, from just a really like genuine place where they're also making jokes and they're being themselves. I'm talking about a podcast called you made it weird 
by Pete Holmes, and he does a version with his wife called We Made It Weird. Anyway. And I like and, it a lot. And part of what I love about it is how they are able to, in their partnership, show up on the podcast and sometimes unpack the events or like a difficult situation or or just like the fog that they're currently in yeah like the thing that they're currently experiencing um so what are you experiencing what do you want to tell me so what is the what is your fog (laughs) my fog is sweat i'm pretty sweaty (laughs) this morning something happens to my body when i'm in my apartment and it's cold outside and my heater is on and so i'm just really sweaty so that's part one Maybe because there's a little bit of, like, nervousness in being in the early stages of recording with you. Because I think that's something that you and I are still getting comfortable with. Finding our rhythm and being together. Because we kind of disagree more than I thought we would. And that's kind of, like, hard for my ego sometimes. Because I'm like, I know how to do content, you know? Because Mm -hmm. it's, like, my job and it's, like, my passion. and It's been, like, my thing. And so I think I have a little bit of, like, controlling uh, or maybe, like, defensiveness or or something around this that I didn't even know I really had. I was like, yeah. no, this is ours. Like, I, you know. But then as soon as you, like, have one comment, I'm like, oh, so you think you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I am more precious about it than I knew that I was. But I also think that that preciousness makes me who I am Mm -hmm. not that I want to be controlling but I want to treat things with the amount of care that I always have Mm -hmm. and I think you and I like are coming from different ends of the spectrum in approaching this project like if we're going to talk about a group project we've always been the different people in a group Mm -hmm. project so and I think it's an opportunity for like you're saying like we're the way we navigated types of collaborative efforts which at least for me, was mostly in school throughout my life. Seeing the way that having this this shared thing that is, it's like I've literally always dreamed of having such an intimate shared. Me too. Whether it be a band or a partner in art or whatever. Like, yeah, the closest I ever came was writing a few songs with Chad my yeah. senior year of college. And we won... Uh, battle of the bands and we were like honestly surprised as fuck Mm. because it was you know this hey there's this thing we can apply to and then outside of that it was our projects due on next friday Mm. and outside of that there was always like a i've always had to navigate those these types of things always thinking about a deadline yeah and the rules like you said about we made it weird, you're like, oh. I didn't know that was allowed. This is different. Holy crap. They can, they're showing up in this space doing whatever the fuck they want. Being themselves. Being themselves. They're not performing as, okay, this is our podcast mood. This is our podcast mm-hmm. voice or whatever. I think I'm feeling a little bit of like fear. This is part of the fog. Fear that you think you are like better at talking than me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> this fear that you are like, I'm the one who does the podcasts. And so I'm really good at storytelling. And it's like, because you I are. I really don't feel that way. I, oh, well, yeah. And like, 
but it's like my inner like critic or whatever that's making me feel like we're competing in this moment which is funny because like I never anticipated that being the feeling when I was when I would be recording with you but um just a little bit because of like where I've been emotionally socially lately I've been like I think being beat up a little bit by an inner critic that um I've recently named the pre-rejector yeah who when I get into a situation with a new social a a new social situation with people that I don't know that I want to know me deeply if that doesn't like happen or if I feel stunted in any way or if I feel intimidated there is like a really heavy pre-rejector that comes in and is like they don't want you Mm. Um, they think you're dumb they think you're stupid they laugh at you they love everybody else, but not you. Yeah. They love Wes. <laughs> they Listen, they love Wes. <laughs> and, like, so that was something that happened. And, like, there's a huge part of me that's, like, I love that they love Wes because that's a reflection on me. My ego's like, woohoo. Like, that means if they love Wes, then they love me because I'm with Wes. Um, yeah. But then there's also, why don't they like me as much as they like Wes? Yeah. And, like why don't they see the great in me that I see? And like, why can't I express that greatness? And why can't I express myself in this moment? Why am I Mm -hmm. such a coward? Mm -hmm. Why am I so sensitive? That's what the the critic starts to morph into, like taking the driver's seat and telling me about making me feel small. And so I think wrapped up in those feelings that I've tried to like be, be, be vulnerable about. Um, I mean, I opened up just like the other day to you, but yeah. Um. And so within that fog comes up, at, like recording with you right now, I'm like, does he think he's better at podcasting than me? Because these the, our new friends think that he's so amazing at podcasting, and like, mm-hmm. I want to be amazing at podcasting. Yeah. I want to be whatever. I want to be seen just as clearly as he's being seen. And so like that's yeah. what's that's what's creating a little bit of that like competition feeling of like I feel like I need to catch up in the eyes of the public. Which is so funny because nobody gives a shit. (laughs) Like, nobody actually cares. It's just my inner stuff. My inner shit that always... And I'm grateful for the ability to talk about it now and be vulnerable and have you as a person who listens to me and doesn't hold things over my hand. That would be kind of shitty. And so while it is vulnerable to, like, say the, the soft thing or the little gremlin on my shoulder or the little to tell somebody else that I'm experiencing like a critic beating me up and I feel small and insecure. Like, and I feel like a child. It's like, Mm -hmm. that's a vulnerable thing to express. Yeah. But I feel very safe in doing so mostly because the people on the other end of this mic can't say anything. So that's like, that's my fog. And I know consciously that you don't actively think that you're not going into here being like, I'm just, you know, Whatever kind of thing. Yeah, I I think just the moment yesterday with me being like, um, maybe it's over edited. And yeah. that was like the way I was just trying to feel like I, it was just kind of like a feeling of being, you know, it's like my thing has always been showing up at wherever with no idea about doing anything 
whether it be turning on my podcast microphone and like talking out my ass and following my own random thoughts mm-hmm. and or freestyling whatever so i've like because i found like flow and like success in that i like it was me looking at the joint thing we're about to turn in and i'm like dude you're doing too much work mm-hmm. Like, we're good. We can get a B on this. You know, that's just, that's like the place from which I'm coming. Not that that's where I want to come from, but that was like the Mm -hmm. energy where I'm trying to say, it's good already, honey. (laughs) (laughs) And I kind of came up with this energy of, it's actually not good. It's actually not like, not that what we recorded wasn't good. But I wanted to have a little bit of a quicker pace than you are, I guess, like used to or comfortable with. Or like in my editing, I was cutting out more pauses than you would have, I guess. And my like response to you being like, we can get a B plus. Or I I didn't realize that that was what you were, where you were coming from. Neither did I. Because how I received it was just like kind of criticism. And so I felt defensive because I was like, This is how I want it to be, you know? Mm -hmm. And my, like, my coming out to say that is also me being defensive about my inability to know how to do that Mm -hmm. as well, you know, in the same way where, you know, you'd be editing the essay and I'm like, what? You're catching all this stuff that I didn't even see. Holy shit. And I think that's what, in my mind, that's what collaborating is, is us both yeah, bringing things totally. that not that both of us don't have on our own. Mm-hmm. And um, kind of in me expecting you to create a theme song for us. Mm-hmm. I haven't had any thoughts about that. And I kind of, ever since you started working in Ableton a little bit, I've been like, <clears throat> oh, Wes is going to make a theme song. Not that I don't want to help you, but I've been like, you got it. And I'm excited to see what it's going to sound like. Right. Um, and in that, you're like, but I thought we were doing it together. And and the way that I feel about that is like, but I thought we were collaborating in a sense of like, you were doing the parts that feel the, the best to you. And I'm doing the parts that feel the best to me. And that's how we can make something great. And I want to be on that same page with you. Um, because I think a lack of... I think we're so close in so many other aspects that a lack of communication about our like creative pursuits <laughs> is always like biting us in the ass because we're like mm-hmm. that's not what I had in mind and you're like that's not what I had in mind and I want to get more clear on like what we what collaborating with you looks like and like we're only going to be doing we're only going to do that by doing it yeah and again another aspect of us coming from different ends of like, I even think the type of content we listen to throughout our lives is coming from the different ends. Like, you know, in the past 10 years, I've listened to You Made It Weird, and I listened to a lot of Joe Rogan, and just long form, unedited stuff. So that in my head, not that that's like necessarily my preference, but that's what podcast means to me. Like something like an NPR this American life, like edited show with narrator and different 
like I never have listened to something that's been edited like that. Mm -hmm. So it's like even that it's like, well, what are what are we saying when we say podcast? And even that was a discussion we didn't really have, except, you know, the title and some ideas. But like hashing that out is really dope and also important because, yeah, it's like there's like unnecessary tripping on stuff. Not even really, but because I'm like, well, what is what do we need? What's the, mm -hmm. what are our own, you know, checklist of things that we're doing? And like you said, I think this is helpful for me to even think about it in the way that I would a group project because it's like the idea, not that I had this idea, but the idea of like, well, we're collaborating. So like Lane will teach me how to do some of the editing and then he can, and that's, you know, it's kind of like the, we share responsibilities. And I think that also comes out of this, my own feeling of like, I, of like, you're way better at me than me at fucking videos and putting stuff out and, and me being like, well, I want to learn from you almost mm -hmm. selfishly. Mm -hmm. And thinking maybe this is your only opportunity, but it's really not. But I fully, I fully understand what you're saying. And I think that we'll get further faster. Not that we're trying to like run at any kind of no, speed, yeah. but I think that we can develop a team, a team, yeah. you and I, if we learn how to collaborate in the best way that suits us so yeah. that I'm not like, come here, Wes, I'm going to start editing. Let's like, you know, it's like the best way to collaborate that I found is like to delegate our strengths to, to, delegate tasks that match our strengths and i want to teach you whatever you want to learn and i want yeah. you to teach me whatever i want to learn like those things certainly are aren't off limits yeah but i am going to sit down and edit the podcast right. um but i also don't want to edit it in the in a way that you genuinely dislike but i think in your response to um like saying like we have different ideas of what podcasts are i think that there is more editing I'm coming from the understanding that everything is edited. Joe Rogan's podcast, whatever podcasts you're listening to, especially if it's audio only, odds are they are cutting out like a good bit of dead air or whatever. Like that's how I'm approaching it thinking. Even if it seems like it's a completely one take True. conversation, I'm like listening to that knowing that there was probably a good bit of just cleaning it up. And so I, I'm going into this wanting to yeah. clean it up. I definitely don't want to make it sound like I, my idea is not to have this be a project of this isn't serial from NPR. This like I'm not adding all of these other elements. It's literally just, well, I haven't even edited a full episode yet at the time of this recording. But it's like theme song, intro, conversation, outro. You know, and so when I say editing, I just kind of want it to be more concise and I don't want to remove anything. I just want to remove space that makes the pill larger to swallow. So that's kind of like how I'm approaching it. But I get all of those other pieces that you're like bringing to me of just like you have a different experience I mean, of making I mean, things. Honestly, it's really my insecurity. Mm. Like even, even with full capability and like knowledge and like my choice would always be that I don't need to do that work. That's too much work. 
I have been work averse my whole life. Mm. I'm so scared about like about us sitting waiting for me to finish a song as like the barrier to us being able to do this. I've constantly always like put myself in a position where I had to feel like so guilty about my time previously. Like, you know, at 2 a.m. the night before it's due, I'm like berating myself and like, ugh. Yeah, the last thing I want to be in a collaborate as a collaborator with you is like a teacher who's like giving you a deadline. Yeah. And I only want to collaborate with you on things that you want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just, in my relationship to meeting any type of expectation, internal or external, has really always been like a, like a running away from it and like running away from a feeling of like not knowing what to do or being like, sitting in front of the test being like i i literally didn't study like what did i think was going to happen because it's it's really like a trauma response in a way it's like mm. and everything in my head says well that's silly what's silly you know like schoolwork being a trauma sounds like mm. ridiculous to like a you know part of my brain critic mm, yeah and i feel really embarrassed for not i don't know feeling like an adult mm. <sighs> you know like adult grades i've failed a lot of tests mm -hmm. But in a way, it's almost been a little bit easier because there's no counselor that's going to call me out. It's just me and my mom's judgment. In mm. your own belief of what you're capable of. Yeah. I think something that happened for me in school, also our brains work differently, completely. But something for me was I didn't want to do things the way they were being presented to me. So I was like a loophole finder. So in kind of the same way, I didn't want to, I'm just thinking about college, how I didn't want to do the assignments the way that they were assigned to me. And I think because of that, I did them better because I kind of said, fuck that. And I'm going to do the thing that I actually want to do instead. And a lot of the time, my like teachers saw that what I was doing was from a place of genuine interest and curiosity and not just trying to follow through on an assignment. And I think that's how I learned to, I guess, in, in producing things for myself, that's how I learned to trust myself and to start to develop this, like, I can surprise myself. Mm. This, like, muscle of, like, 
this thing that I'm trying to do that feels a little bit exciting, Mm -hmm. I know that if I move in the way that is most comfortable for me, cultivating what flows freely for me and using all of the my strengths, mm-hmm. I know that I can create something awesome. And so that's kind of what I'm doing when I am creating now. I'm hoping that I surprise myself because I, you know, if I went into it with this like crazy confidence every time of like, I'm going to make something so beautiful, I can't always conjure that image in my mind. What if I can conjure the feeling of being surprised of how proud I am at myself? I can usually follow that to, to something that that is, boop, oh, then that's just an expression of me, genuinely. And it's not like me setting, following a set of rules and a rubric made by a teacher. Holy fuck. I need that on repeat. That's like an internal monologue that I've never thought to myself before. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about like, All of these classes in college where my, like, the words in my brain are, like, focused in and also trying to ignore the fact that I'm skipping. Mm -hmm. Shame. I I don't know all this. But. Like, shameful. What you were just saying is, like, recoloring my memories of my life. Because I was following my compass I was going to get high and freestyle yeah, with my friends. Yeah. I was finding that flow. Mm-hmm. I was doing my experience of college my own way. Mm-hmm. And I was t- honing in on the shit that was resonating with me. Mm-hmm. And I almost like, I'm fucking smart, dude, that I had all that shame about it. I was yeah. like still doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the only thing keeping that dynamic in place was the fact that I was still in school. <laughs> like it just was never a priority for me my entire life. But I just was clear. It was also it. an obligation. School is never, never anything that we got to choose. So that's even more of a layer of not following your own intuition on the assignments you're giving. Yeah. The way that your day looks, like we have no control over that growing up. And if you have a parent who early on creates the habit of maybe um, shaming you or like nagging you or operating from the assumption that you're not going to do what you're told, that creates a really strong critic in you. That is really like as soon as there is an assignment for you that you don't want to do, there's (laughs) layers of shame that are your mom, your dad, your teacher, whoever that are like, you're not going to do this right and you're not going to do it on time and I'm going to give you this dose of shame every day that's going to paralyze you. And instead, if you're um, encouraged and loved from development, I think that can, that, that, it makes sense to me why that shame is so heavy on you of, of you're expected to do something and then you're just like immediately feel shame when it's not done. But like, That makes sense to me because of the way that our culture is structured, because of the way that our parents parented us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now I can see how such a big part of all of that was me almost floundering in my experience of my ability to focus on shit that I didn't want to focus on, like focusing in a chair, it's just like 
that's not the way I focus, you know? And then now I'm like, oh, I, I'm like focused on words. It's like, that's why podcasts and now the other side of podcasts has like been my school. It's mm-hmm. like been the only way mm-hmm. that I've like consciously focused on interesting things mm-hmm. and and relating and experiencing and using that that information and i think that's the thing with adhd like you have a very difficult time focusing but all you need is interest Mm -hmm. and then you are hyper fixated that's cool to like recognize about your brain it is cool and that's only coming from watching a tiktok about that i don't actually know that to be true (laughs) but i've also a lot of watched a lot of tiktoks about adhd don't know why it's just my fyp because they're giving you information to help you relate to me. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds like a joke, but it's true. No, seriously. Literally. You know, you. like if I could have listened to my chemistry teacher or, you know, or my history teacher when I was walking my dog, though I, I didn't have a dog in high school, but like when I was doing the dishes or mowing the lawn, that's like I would have, just, I would have listened more. I would have retained more. Or like when your other needs were met. Like, if you could go to that class knowing that, okay, like, I don't know, like... Dude, what is up with the social dynamic of a classroom? Yeah. It's like, everything social is within my arm's reach. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And everything listed on the board, the rules are, don't talk, pay attention. (laughs) It's just very unnatural, the way that we're expecting. It's like, like what you said to me before, like prep for the office, prep for working in an office one day, which isn't natural for us as human beings. So like the shame that you feel about not being able to do school is just shame and like confronting it is beautiful because it it doesn't deserve to be there and you never deserve to feel less about yourself because you didn't want to do these assignments and couldn't do them. Yeah. You know, that's one of the big things in, in my life has been the, I'm, I'm standing in front of what I perceive to be a mountain of work and I'm going to open this door next to it that says, I don't care Mm -hmm. as just an out because I'm afraid of tackling this big thing. Mm -hmm. Even if I want, you know, what's at the top, it's always been easier to be like, chalk it up to me just being like so chill nothing matters and that was like a coping mechanism for me to almost say like i want to stay in a state of mind where i perceive my potential to be fully loaded and i just have yet to pull the trigger and i'll just do it whenever i want later on Mm -hmm. Cause I don't, you know, and so, you know, that's like a story about myself that is like something that I created so that I could feel like I had justification for like always just choosing to sit down with my iPod touch in front of the TV every night or, you know, instead of reading my textbook, it just didn't feel like there was... I don't know, like, and I hate to even bring it back to school because that's like so ancient, but it's like, 
it's the building blocks, you know, of my own feelings of my capabilities and my worth. Mm. I, you know, I've felt like a badass a lot of years because of how like good I'm doing or like how good my freestyles are compared to the amount of effort required. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always been like, well, the ratio is fucking epic. Right. You know, even though I'm I'm not where I want to be. Is there a fear of like, if I try, it won't be as good as if I didn't try? Is it like, I've excelled so much at this thing that... Like, going to start trying is now going to then make me it's like a rookie again. super intimidating to try. Yeah. Like, I'm not experienced in trying. I'm experienced in flowing yeah. it out. And so I'm like, you know, and I think partly still I have this idea of, like, I'm a star at the off-the-cuff stuff. Mm-hmm. And so... I'm feeling like, well, number one, I've had shame about that for a lot. So I'm trying to release that and recognize this art as valid. So that's like some self-love, self-recognition right there. But at the same time, yeah, recognizing that I'm like doing this next to this next arena where there's work available to interact with the art and mold it into a different type of art and I'm like well how do you you know I'm looking at it even in like podcasts where I'm saying well I know how to talk for an hour but I don't know how to edit my talking into a 20 minute engaging thing Mm. So I'm gonna are, not even. So I'm not gonna try to do that. I'm not gonna try to do that. Yeah. Like, you don't. You can't edit me on stage, and yeah. that's kind of the thing where I'm. I've been like, well, then I'm not gonna try to ever edit myself, and and I'm gonna just own it. And then now you're in a partnership with an editor. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. And here you are, Lane, the editor. And I'm trying to edit things, and you're like. You're editing it. And I'm like, that's how I make it good. Is you give me this stuff. And then I'm like, so it's not good. (laughs) And I'm like, I want it to be as good as it can be. (laughs) Like genuinely, the only reason I've been able to make in my life, the way I've seen it, the only reason I've been able to make things that are quote unquote good is because I can edit them. Yeah. It's because I go in and I'm like, and that's kind of why I love editing too and why I've looked at it as a career is because I'm not necessarily the idea guy. Like I'm not having a fully formed idea. I'm not thinking of something before I put it on canvas. But it's like if you give me the pieces, if you guys went out and shot it, I can put it to I can put the pieces together. Mm. And I like it. that's why I like collage. And and that's <laughs> you know? what we're doing here. Like we're creating the full every aspect of all of the available fabrics and we're then we're making a quilt and so it's like we're not throwing away fabric but we're trimming out the stuff that doesn't need to be in this dope quilt 
Yeah. <laughs> and know, that the does... edges and the little fringes and stuff, which is exactly what you are doing. <laughs> and that stuff does take time. Absolutely. Takes like an hour, two, three of mm-hmm. time and, you know, tedious work. But to me, that's been what, what, that's been a, a necessary part of, because I made YouTube videos growing up. And so it, for me, it was, okay, I'm, I love shooting it. That's super fun. But there was also a really intense wait while I was shooting it. There was always a feeling of like, okay, I gotta do, just do, just get it on paper, do the thing, shoot it, whatever. And then you're like, and then, okay, oh, now I sit down in the editing chair. And I get to take wow. my time. Wow. And so that's why I that's, love I editing. I freaking love this, dude. Yeah. I freaking love this. <laughs> Holy shit. No, for me, and as you're talking, I'm thinking, oh, for me, art, you know, freestyle was what I did to avoid doing tedious stuff. Mm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm like, tedious things? N- no. <laughs> but I know that I can make something awesome if no one's looking. You know? Like, I know that, like... I if, need if... people to be looking. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, fuck this being alone in my car. Like, that's when live streaming came out. Yeah. I was like, oh, God, people can be with me when I'm alone in my car. That was, like, a, a dope shift in my art making. Yeah. But, you know, that was also the, the you know, one, two, or three people that I was smoking with you know, for my twenties and teens, that was like an intimate type of audience that made it feel doper, but also made it doper, Mm. you know, it like fostered pulling all of the threads. It's like everyone who's a witness to, to that type of flow is offering up the threads like you can pull this if you want. You can reference my green hat if you want. We're all holding this up without knowing it for that type of of thing. Even now with, with Ableton, I, I'm like, I want to step towards tedium. <laughs> yeah, and you are. I am. Like you spent the whole day sitting at your computer, like learning about Ableton the other day. Yeah. And that feels to me funny that you would say like, learning that's sitting at a desk isn't how I do things the element that you're missing is interest like all you need is a little spark of I want to do that and then you're locked in it seems yeah and that's cool I am a desk bitch like the physicality of a desk is really good for me but you know and I, I, I even never had a desk at home so my experience of desks was like <laughs> the prison of my confined area of where I usually want to be spreading out and like talking. <laughs> it's just like, hello. That's like realizing that that's like what my brain wants to do. And that's like the frequency on which I live to be able to spread out my legs and talk while also being at a desk, doing something I'm interested in, mm. bam, here we are. This is like my life's dream of what, of like re-appropriating <laughs> these old things that always felt confining. My alarm's going off. Oh, shit. Okay, Google, stop. Yeah, basically saying like, take the desk, take the social 
thing and take the interesting thing. And those were all like barriers, requirements to act within that environment in a certain way, how you're told. And just like we were saying, like no one's telling us what to do Yeah. at all. And I think this is a chapter for us of healing whatever school was for you, especially just based on the stories that you've been telling um, to heal whatever is still living inside of your body about school and work and just limiting beliefs is what they are. And um, yeah, I want to break those with you and I want to like keep, growing and expanding our ideas of like what we are capable of ain't that the truth ain't that the truth amen yeah, sister amen doggy doggy <laughs> <laughs> it's very exciting and to comment on you know part of what's exciting is that i feel safe expressing myself and telling you what i'm feeling And the majority of my uh, relationships have always held and had so many curtains and, Mm. you know, like... Unsaid things. Yeah, or like whether... I mean, I only have my experience, but like me overthinking and judging and withholding all these parts of things and thoughts about stuff. And, and so, yeah, even something as simple as me being able to be like, this seems too edited for me. Like I just, I just needed to like say that. I don't even know if that's actually what I thought, but mm-hmm. it was like the like cracking feeling about open this. this thing where I'm like, you know, it's like, I'm glad that happened because it's made me realize the amazingness of that. It's like, yeah, and again, it's kind of like me being like, uh, hey, you edited my paragraph yeah. in, the, in the group project. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. I'm like, that's what I because do. Because this is a paper and we need to edit it. <laughs> you know, you're like, this is a podcast. We don't need seven seconds of us <laughs> breathing. <Yeah. laughs> you know, and, uh, and I think because I've always said like, well, <laughs> I don't know how to edit out these seven seconds, so I'm going to own them. So they're intentional. They're a choice. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, like, this is a choice. I'm going to choose this, <laughs> this gap. And, you know, even, even Sarah the other night was telling me, she's like, I love the slowness of your speech. And, yeah. I, and I kind of almost was like, see, <laughs> in my own head to me, I'm like, Wow. And it even, I even felt validated because again, still part of it is me feeling insecure about not knowing how to do all of that, which also I've just never done it or tried. So it's like, I'm not even actually pointing to a lack of skill. I'm pointing to a lack of desire desire or a lack of trying again, because if there was a desire, I push that away Mm -hmm. and, and like, cover it up with a tarp saying um, i'm 
I'm slow on purpose. Like I don't need it. Even if that's not how I actually feel, I want to protect this illusion that I have about how I'm good 100% raw, which I believe is true, but it's almost as if I've gone full atheist. Yeah. Having come out of Christianity. Like, there is no God! Instead of just simply just saying, I can say I don't believe in this without saying, God fucking sucks! Yeah. Or like, that's stupid! Yeah. You know, it's like, editing is good and i can like understand that it's like my own yeah 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 and then that that front that you put up of oh i don't do editing because my stuff's genuine that puts me (laughs) in a place of well am i not being genuine like wait am i being fake like that makes me put up my shit of like oh god like because i want to edit this am i am i trying to make something that isn't real like am i trying exactly, to yeah. fabricate something and so like but all of our concerns are like playing off of each other and how we're seeing each other yeah but what it is is just an opposite approach to how we've done tasks in our lives <laughs> yeah yeah it's different styles and like flavors of things but i think us as a duo what's so beautiful is your degree of flow is like off the charts And not that I don't have flow, but like, as I said, like my ideas are, maybe I struggle with like idea confidence. Like I'm not going to turn on the mic and just talk to myself. Like I need a catalyst. I need Mm -hmm. you or I need someone to write the story and maybe I'll shoot it or maybe I'll edit it or whatever. I need you. I needed you as a catalyst for that flow. Mm. And then I know that if I can just go in and just touch it a little bit with my edit fingers, then we can make something beautiful. Not even because, like, I'm a great editor or something, but just because I know how to do it. Just because, like, I know how. And so it's, like, the combined powers of the connection that we have, the flow that you have, my willingness to be open and vulnerable, and my technical ability. That all just becomes, oh, we can make content. To me, I'm like, oh, yeah, Yeah, let's do that. Oh, thank God. I've been wanting to do that. Let's do that. And so I think that's why my defensiveness comes up when you're like, that's not how I wanted to do it. Because I'm like, hey, I'm I'm giving you what I have to offer. Like, this is my, this is my, this is how I'm, well, it's almost, it's almost like we were like, we were like in this creative process and then we get to like this cliff and I'm like, all right, this is where we push our content. (laughs) down the cliff into the world and you're like Wes have you not heard of a bridge <laughs> you're like I have a bridge yeah we we can just like roll it across over there there's another cliff on the other side but like there's more we can do over there there's tools over yeah. there yeah. and I'm like well I never I never knew anyone with a you're bridge like, I don't know the way like I never knew anyone with a bridge or like yeah. I saw people with bridges and I was like I wish I could afford a bridge yeah. Or like, I wish I knew how to get a bridge. And, and so I, you know what I mean? Like, and I happened to have a lot of privileges that helped me build some bridges pretty early on. Like my parents bought me a camera, things like that, yeah. that like, you know, that that's just like a conversation about privilege. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all of that doesn't stop you from like, it's just about being triggered by what you're insecure about and, and creating yeah. an awareness around it. 
and not blocking. Because my instinct about what I'm being triggered, to bring it back to the beginning, being triggered by my pre-rejection critic, who was like, these people aren't obsessed with you, never go back. Mm. And I'm like, I think I'm going to go back to investigate, <laughs> like, just what these feelings, like, are all about. And so, like, me going back is also you coming to the digital side of, or the, the um, mm. what am I trying to say, technical side of creating things. Yes. And that's, like, a place where I want to go. Yeah. And not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not even the end all be all of, of, I just know how to edit in Premiere and like, that's pretty much it. But I think that, 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 because I proved to myself that that was something I was curious enough about to learn and become a professional at, just that simple fact of what I accomplished gives me a lot of confidence for learning other things, you know? Yeah. All these other softwares, like how hard can it be? if I've surprised myself with, with this software or whatever. I don't see myself as a technical person. I don't see myself as a math, like never was a math and science, always just an English whatever. Not that doing art on a computer is math and science, but I never saw myself as a technical person. And so now I'm just now stepping into, that doesn't have to be my identity if I'm going to be good at it. Like, I used to think that I had to claim something as my identity for me to be fully involved in it. And I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm free from that now. I love you. I love you. <laughs> well, folks, that was episode two. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Yeah, this was very good. And um, I wish you could have seen Wes's tears, and maybe you will one day. On we'll our Patreon. Yeah, when we have a space where we can like set up the cameras. Video podcasts on our Patreon. So we'll start here. Yeah. And I love to start here with you. Yeah. Woof me. Woof you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you uh have a wonderful rest of your day and I hope that um you could take something from being in this conversation with us. If not, just thanks for being here. Much love to you. Talk to you soon. Peace. Bye.